0: holly i'm a mom a wife a pelvic floor physical therapist and founder of no kegels university i have helped thousands of women stop leaking enjoy intimacy and feel proud of their bodies even after having kids after years of listening to women wonder why no one talks about leaking how they should properly recover after having a baby and that pleasurable intimacy is possible I started to get real frustrated because I believe that no mom or woman should struggle when there are answers. It became my mission to shed light on the lack of postpartum care and the lack of discussion on issues that relate to women and their health, even if they can be uncomfortable sometimes. It also became my mission to change the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more. Here we go. Episode 17, the pelvic floor and core are cousins. This is an episode that I could talk for hours and hours on, but I won't. I want you to have the best, the most correct information that's going to give you the most bang for your buck as you're trying to improve your core strength and as you're trying to improve your pelvic floor strength. And interestingly enough, as I was preparing for this particular episode, I kept noticing that I was getting emails about this topic from fitness influencers that I follow and that I really enjoy their exercise programming that they have for weights. And in my Instagram Reels page, I think that's what it's called. I kept seeing reel after reel on these topics, and the unfortunate part is that a lot of this information, it's really outdated, and it doesn't give you the most bang for your buck on this topic, and this is something that I feel strongly about. If you have the most accurate and correct information, you're going to be able to make better choices surrounding whatever this topic happens to be. And so that is my goal for this episode. And I want to start this out by telling you about myself and one of my cousins. Her name is Erica, and she is probably one of my longest and oldest friends. And we were able to, not necessarily to be raised together, but our moms are sisters and they look a lot alike. They talk a lot alike, but her and I are different. We also have a lot of similarities. So I want to give you the similarities first between her and I. The first is we love to laugh and we laugh a lot. In fact, a lot of our family always teases us when her and I start cackling and laughing They'll say things like, oh, there they go again. I revert back to being 16 years old anytime I'm around her because we just have the best time and we love to laugh. We also went to the same college at the same time. We love to ski. We love playing the, that's what she said, game back and forth, which really bothers our mothers. Her and I both have crooked pinkies. Which a lot of the girls in our family, we have crooked pinkies. It must be a genetic trait that has been passed down, as far as we know, from our great grandmother and probably even earlier than that. We also love to exercise. We would do this together in high school, we would go to exercise classes together in college. And when time allows and our kids allow, we still like to do some sort of exercise or physical activity together now. And her and I both held titles in the pageant world. So some of the differences are we're both blonde. So even though our moms look almost identical, or at least we think so, I have blonde hair and she has brunette hair. I'm pretty outgoing and will talk to most anyone, anywhere, anytime about any topic. And she's pretty shy around new people. I'm quite a bit taller than her. Her and I both wear the same size of clothes, but you would never know it when you look at us. I am a big planner. I love planning ahead. And Erica is really great at flying by the seat of her pants. She does a really good job of it too. I'm a physical therapist and she is a registered nurse. I like to wear wild outfits and wild prints, and she likes to wear the classic timeless pieces. So you can see that there's a lot of similarities and there's some differences too. And if I went into what my life looks like currently with a bunch of businesses and I homeschool my kids, And my husband and I love to travel into the mountains and camp compared to her and her husband, their, their lifestyle looks very different. And I point this out, not that either is right or wrong. It's just, I have different goals and dreams than she does. And I wanted to tell you this, or at least illustrate this. So you had an idea, Erica and I are, Similar in some ways, but we're different in a lot of different ways, and I want to explain the core and pelvic floor that way as well. So when I say the core, and and I use this lingo because that's what that's what I read, that's what I see a lot of uh, women and influencers and social media posts talking about. But when I'm referencing the core, so that you know. I'm thinking about all the abdominal muscles. And those are the rectus abdominis, which that's your six pack. That's the one that runs up and down. Then you have your transverse abdominis, which sits really low. And some people like to call it the corset or the deep core or the deep abs. You have internal obliques and external obliques. And both of those sit on the right side at an angle almost like the sides of your abdomen. And of course, they're on the right side and the left side. And interestingly enough to me, I see a lot of people saying, well, do this exercise to work this muscle. But really, a lot of those core muscles or abdominal muscles, they work in concert. They work together. Now, the pelvic floor is its own separate entity, and it's complex by nature as well. There's three layers, 12 muscles in total, and it does a lot of things that you probably don't know about. But I don't want to spoil that as it comes to the similarities and differences between the core and pelvic floor. The similarities are, number one, the core and pelvic floor both provide support and stability for our bodies. And these muscle groups allow us to walk around, to bend down and pick up the car seat, or pick up that big grocery order at Costco, or going to Home Depot with our husband and moving all those supplies around as you're working on home improvement projects. They really are vital and necessary to us being able to lead fulfilling lives, especially as it relates to movement. The second similarity is that these two muscles endure the most changes during pregnancy. And I think sometimes that might even be why they get lumped together. But even though they experience a lot of change and different pressure, that doesn't necessarily make them the same muscle. And then the third similarity between the core and the pelvic floor is that they live near each other. So one thing you should know about muscles is they uh, there's an origin and an insertion. So they start in one place and they end in one place. And I won't get too specific on this, but I will say there are some endings and startings, if you will, or origins and insertions of some pelvic floor muscles and some of our abdominal muscles on the backside of our pubic bone. And that pubic bone, if you put your finger on your belly button and walk your fingers all the way down, you're going to run into a very hard and firm bony prominence. That's your pubic bone and it helps make up your pelvis. So that is a similarity is that they share some of the same origins and insertions as each other. Now, the core and the pelvic floor, they are different muscles. So let's discuss their differences. The first is, depending on the type of activity that you're doing, your core or your abdominal muscles might activate or contract first in comparison to the pelvic floor. Or, the opposite could occur. Your pelvic floor, depending on the activity, could activate or contract first before the core or abdominal muscles do. So I think that this is a really drastic and important difference to understand as it relates to the core and pelvic floor because so many times they get linked together as if they're the same. The second difference is that one of these muscle groups, when it contracts, it actually moves a joint and creates a range of motion change or difference, and the other muscle group does not. It's your core that does this. So think about when you go to bend over, your rectus muscle, your six-pack muscle, it's shortening. So as you're bending over and that rectus muscle is contracting, your back is bending. And the what's really happening at your back is that your vertebrae and these joints are moving. And then when you go to return to standing or those muscles are going to lengthen to allow a change of range of motion at that joint or your back. If you go to lean over to the side as your external obliques, internal obliques, and even some of your rectus abdominis and and transverse abdominis work, there is change in motion happening at your back or a joint. I hope that wasn't too sciencey, but I think, I think that you understand that point. Now, when the pelvic floor contracts, there's no joint that moves when that muscle contracts. It's almost like a freestanding muscle that needs enough tone and strength to provide support. It doesn't change any joint movement when it contracts. So you can see that even though we're talking about two different muscle groups that have some similarities, this is a pretty stark difference. And so this leads me to another and the last difference I want to talk about on this episode is that in order to strengthen these muscles, you need to strengthen them differently, And this kind of leads me back to the first one, the first difference that I referenced in that when these muscles activate differently at different times, depending on the activity, that should signal to us that the way in which we strengthen these exercises should probably be different and we shouldn't lump them together all the time. Now, let me give you a couple of examples about this because you know that I'm big on homework. I'm big on you being able to take away information and get started on it right away. So let me, let me talk about a couple of different core exercises and pelvic floor exercises, if you will, and see if I can illustrate some of these points. So the first one is, is a plank. Now, you doing a plank your core muscles are working. That's correct. Is your pelvic floor working? Yes. But who is the superstar? Your core muscles, right? But my point in sharing this part is that one is the superstar. So doing a plank would be more directed towards the core and The pelvic floor doesn't have to show up as much. It has a very minor role in the production of this plank movement. Now, getting into that plank movement, the pelvic floor might have a bigger role in the transition pieces as you bend down and walk your hands out into that plank position. The pelvic floor might be doing more than the core. And I like this example because it shows us that we should not be lumping the core and the pelvic floor together with our strengthening because that's not how they're working naturally and physiologically. Another exercise that is more pelvic floor focused or the superstar of this exercise is jumping jacks. So as you are jumping up and down, your pelvic floor is contracting against your urethra so that the added pressure and gravity pushing on your bladder is not creating any leakage. That's the job of the pelvic floor in this jumping jack, in this vertical motion. So the pelvic floor is the superstar in this exercise. The abdominal muscles, they're also working, but they're not working as hard as the pelvic floor. And I like this example because... While the pelvic floor is the superstar of this exercise, our core muscles or abdominal muscles, they're participating, but their role isn't as strong as what it is with the pelvic floor. And I really love this analogy to say that just like my cousin Erica and I, we're similar in some degrees, but there's also so many differences between us. And what she needs out of life is, and what her goals and dreams are, are different than mine. And the same approach and the same considerations should be had for our core muscles and pelvic floor muscles. While there are some similarities, they're totally different muscle groups, and we shouldn't lump them together. Now, I feel like I've kind of been skirting around this idea. When I say they don't need to be lumped together, what I mean is, is that so many people will say that in order to flatten your tummy or in order to get a stronger pelvic floor so you're not leaking, when you're doing whatever exercise they're wanting you to do, they'll coach you or they'll cue you to lift your pelvic floor, engage your transverse abdominis or your core, or or they'll use some lingo or verbiage similar to that, and then they'll have you do that exercise. But what I would challenge you to consider is take a step back. I've illustrated some similarities between these two muscle groups, but I've also illustrated some drastic differences, especially as it relates to Certain These certain muscles fire at different times depending on the activity that you're doing. So if you're trying to train them to work together, you're fighting or you're working or going uphill in this battle to get stronger when there's easier and better ways, more correct, more accurate ways, I should say. So... To end this episode, I want you to have some homework to walk away. First is, if you listen to this episode and you're following along and then we get to the end and I tell you, stop trying to contract your pelvic floor and core together and then do whatever exercise you're cued to do. If that is stressing you out and frustrating you, I want you to try one of two things. I want you to just attempt the next part of the homework and let's see where where you are with that or go back and re-listen to this again with that idea of, okay, I don't think I like this idea of not contracting my pelvic floor and core together. Have that mindset as you're going through and then hold it up against this mindset that you've had for a while. And I do want to challenge you. I do want to make you a little bit uncomfortable, not drastically so, but I want you, I really want you to think because as I have worked with patients and clients, I have seen dramatic improvements, even in just 30 minutes of changing how they essentially, we try to take a hands off approach of how their muscles are activating and contracting. I've seen radical changes in short periods of time and I want you to have those changes. I want you to have the strength that you deserve, that you desire and the strength that you had long before babies and even, crazy as it sounds, for you to be even stronger than before you had babies. So if you're in that mindset, I do wanna challenge you a little bit. So the actual homework is, When you do any exercise that you may have previously contracted your pelvic floor and core, I want you, rather than doing that, I want you to blow instead. Anytime we try to change a habit, it's really helpful if we take that habit and replace it with something else. I just want you to blow instead of contracting your pelvic floor and core together. See if that makes a difference. And I also want you to add in a couple of different exercises. In fact, the same exercises that we referenced. I want you to do a plank, but rather than just being in a stationary plank, I want you to walk forwards in that plank. I want you to walk backwards to that starting position. I want you to walk still in that plank position to the right. And then I want you to walk in that plank position, moving your hands and feet back to that starting position. So you'll now move to the left. You'll notice that you're going to have different, there's going to be different parts of your core or abdominal muscles that you notice that are activating at a much higher rate than just being in a plank. This exercise is going to give you a lot more bang for your buck, and it's going to pay tribute to all of those abdominal muscles, not just one over the other, because we're adding directions, we're adding movement, and that's when those core muscles will start to fire. Now, is your pelvic floor working with that? Remember, yes. The answer is yes, but it's playing a very, very tiny role with this particular exercise. And remember, you're not contracting any of those muscles. You're just going to worry about doing the motion. Second exercise, I want you to do a jumping jack. Now, if you're nervous about leaking, if you have prolapse and you're nervous about that, slow it down, jump your feet out and pause, and then jump your feet back together. You can limit how far you jump your feet out. You can put your hands on a counter and lean forward onto your hands and take off some of that weight of your body, Take off some of that weight of that landing and put it onto your hands and wrists rather than having to land. Do whatever you need to do, except contract your abdominal muscles or pelvic floor muscles or both to be successful so you're not leaking when you do this jumping jack. And I want you to notice that if you're able to do this exercise without leaking, then your pelvic floor is getting worked. I also want you to notice you probably don't feel your abdominal muscles contracting very much. And while they are contracting, they're not contracting at the same amount that your pelvic floor is having to work. I am hopeful that this exercise gave you pause to think about your core muscles and your pelvic floor muscles differently. Anyone who meets my cousin Erica and I would say that we are drastically different, even though we have some similarities. So I want you to be mindful of this as you move forward and I also want you to take a look at a new resource I have, Four Ways to Strengthen Your Pelvic Floor While Cleaning the House. It's in the show notes. And remember, you're an heiress and a queen and everything in between. See you next time. If you enjoyed this episode or even wondered if I can help you, check the show notes for more details. And to see what else I'm up to, follow me on the socials at Beyond the V, period by Polly. Because I'm changing the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more, I still need your help. Please subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend or two. See you next week.